More and more people are moving to cities, and that's going to affect almost every industry. We are very cautious and very aware to make a conscious effort to work with the ecosystem. What can the average person do to take action now? Not one person can change the world, but if we all do a little something different, it might help. Being open to embracing innovation. Know that you can make a difference. A absolutely. There's no excuse not to even do a little bit. Let's go check it out. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning into the Green Podcast. We are very excited to announce our upcoming event, the Green Summit. Be sure to register for your tickets today. We've got an amazing lineup of guests. It's a two-day event in San Diego that we're streaming all around the world with keynote speaker Hap Klopp, the founder of North Face, and uh, really just an amazing lineup of guests all around, amazing companies, all clean tech, sustainable, uh, renewable energy leaders in the space sharing their views, their goals, their vision for a cleaner future. So be sure to register for the event today. Use the code 25 off to get 25% off of your ticket. Again, that's 25 off and that's the green summit. Be sure to register today. Going Green is brought to you by Koskin Corva Vodka, a huge friend of ours. We love what they're doing. Koskin Corva Vodka is a sustainable vodka made honestly. It's vegan and gluten-free. The vodka is named after the village in Finland, Koskinkorva, where real farmers harvest the world's northernmost barley in unfiltered spring waters to make a vodka of true integrity. Here's my favorite part. Not only do I love drinking, responsibly of course, the Koskinkorva plant has a 99.9% .9 recycling rate. And don't worry, back in the village, they're still working on that 0.01% and was the first spirit to win the Green Company of the Year Award. Now our goal is to bring Koskin Korva from the Scandinavian European world out to the American land where we all love to have a good drink here and there. So check out Koskin Korva Vodka, support them. We love a good sustainable company. So give them a little bit of love. Thank you. And let's get back to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Green Podcast. Very excited to talk to our guests today. Not only are they doing amazing things, they're a big part of our upcoming event, The Green Summit. We've got Don Owens, the CEO of HNO International, joining us today. This company is doing amazing things, so I'm really excited to talk to Don. Don, thanks for being here. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you. You've done, you've done a lot of stuff. Like, Tell us a little bit about your background and how HNO International got formed. Okay, well, let me, uh, uh, I want to say a couple of things. Uh, uh, I, I have an engineering background, and uh, I guess a few years ago, we stumbled on, uh, on a couple of things that can help, uh, help with climate change. Actually, we didn't know we were developing something that could help with climate change. But one of the things that I want to make sure that everybody in this audience understands before they get off of this podcast is that black carbon is the enemy of the planet. And I want to say that again, black carbon is the enemy of the planet because it's the major cause of us having all, all of our climate change issues right now. Most people have never heard of black carbon, but it just so happens that HNO International and our product happens to cut black carbon in half. But, but black carbon is the substance that is coating our glaciers right now and causing them to melt at alarming rates. And because they are, it is really the major, major, major cause of, of all the climate change issues that we're having. And so we, even though we don't have a, 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 a system that will just make it go away tomorrow, but we do have a system that can give us hope that we can have something that can defeat uh, uh, black carbon. How did you come across black carbon and why do you think it's not something that's talked about 
you know, as often as a lot of other issues that we're facing are? Well, you know, in fact, um, uh, what happened was when we went to the lab to start testing our device, uh, it was initially all set up really to save fuel and uh, to reduce uh, fuel usage and reduce a little bit of emissions. We didn't know at the time that it was going to be as significant as it was, but I didn't know what black carbon was. We went into the lab one day and, uh, and one, of the, one of our uh, experiments with uh, reducing fuel usage, which was a rather dismal, I mean, it wasn't that great, but, uh, but the technician came up to us afterwards and said, hey, listen, by the way, you know this thing, uh, cut your particulate matter by almost 50%. Now, I didn't know what particulate matter was, I didn't know what black carbon was, and I didn't know at the time that black carbon was a major component in particulate matter. But the fact that we cut it in half was a was was a was a flag because after I asked him what it was and he didn't know, I went to uh, on the internet to look it up and I found out it was very significant, very significant in terms of human health problems, but also very significant in terms of the environment. But it wasn't until years later that I really found out that uh, black carbon was the major component of particulate matter, the soot component of particulate matter. Which was which was called which was coating our glaciers, and anybody that knows about black carbon, and most people don't, because uh, even the scientists that know about it don't have any way that they can do anything about it. And to the degree that they haven't had anything to do about it, you know, they can just complain or just they can tell other scientists. But most regular people have never heard of black carbon. But that's one of the messages that I want to make sure that we uh, get to everybody, every human being on earth. Because once we all know that black carbon truly is the enemy of the planet, there's going to be ways and there's going to be human beings that's going to come up with all kinds of ways that we can reduce or eliminate it, because we have to eliminate it. Well, thank you for bringing that up. That's really the whole goal of this show is to educate people on, you know, huge problems we're facing and not just that, but also offer, you know, some solutions. And I love how you're like, yeah, I went on the internet and I looked it up. And I mean, honestly, we're fortunate enough to live in a day where you want to learn something the information's there you just have to be proactive and then it's just mm-hmm. taking research information and applying it to ways that we can make the world a better place and you know like you said a little bit more environmentally friendly what was the process of you in the lab finding these results to then starting the company hno international okay well um once we found some of the results, uh, actually, I started a company uh, a little early before h and International. Uh, H&O Green Fuels was really the company that started and did all the R&D on this project. And, uh, uh, and, uh, and like I said, it was initially started for the purpose of uh, saving fuel and reducing emissions. And, uh, and like I said, and I, don't, I hope I'm not being redundant but once we got into the lab we found out some of the things we found out about uh, uh, particulate matter and uh, and it was it's been a process because the device that we had initially uh, wasn't suited to adapt to everything that burned fuel but uh, one of the things we've been doing over the last uh, eight nine years is just not once we found out that we had an effect on black carbon we had still had to develop a product that can be universally adapted to everything that burns fuel. And so that's what we've been working on for the last four or five years, uh, that exclusively. And now we have a product that we can actually use uh, that can be adapted to, to, to work on anything from a retrofit or from a, you know, a, a new 
new uh, new engines. It can be used on all of them. But it's the, the but the bottom line is that it reduces this black carbon that really has to be eliminated. We have to figure out a way to eliminate it. Even if it's not my technology, it has to be technology similar to ours. Because if we're going to have any kind of shot, and I hope I'm not going back and forth on this climate change thing, but if we're going to have any kind of shot at that, we truly have to eliminate black carbon. We have to. Well, it's a, it's a very big, bold, ambitious goal. And obviously, we need to have big, ambitious ideas to tackle such a huge issue we're facing. And that's what I really love. You know, when I was researching what you're doing, what H&O International is doing, I was like, man, these guys not only are reaching for really big goals, but they also have very practical solutions that are actually working to get there, which I thought was really interesting. So can you kind of walk us through what that product is and how it can be applied to kind of the average person in our day-to-day lives. Okay, okay. Well, uh, the, the product itself is called LEAF H2. As, uh, it stands, it's L-E-E-F with the H2. And it stands for Leveraging Energy Efficient Fuel with Hydrogen. So what we do is we take hydrogen uh, from water, H2O, and uh, we end up mixing it in the combustion chamber uh, for any engine or for any other application that burns fuel. And so um, uh, that uh, makes it a very, very simple process. Most people have not thought about hydrogen to be used in this way, in this way but uh, to the extent that hydrogen now can have a use to reduce, to reduce and eliminate black carbon for climate change is a very, very big deal. But, uh, but the way people can get involved right now, because we don't have this application for every, uh, uh, we don't have the unit for every application. We started off with, with uh, diesel generators, and we're going to start off with some of the larger trucks and, and ideally some of these larger ships that have these big, huge engines, uh, these container ships, et cetera, because they are the major polluters of, of most of the black carbon that's, that's being created throughout the world. So, But eventually, uh, the application, at least the, the, the technology itself, is going to be adapted to everything, and that's one of the things we're going to be looking to license the technology so that people can uh, develop applications for everything from a from a motor from a motorbike to uh, 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 to a container ship, because all of these applications have to be uh, uh, dealt with in in order to reduce the black carbon. So right now, the biggest thing that we want everybody to know is just just to know about the fact that it exists. You know, black carbon, like I said, and again. Most people have never heard of it. I hadn't heard of it before I heard of it and before I understood what it did, but most people don't. And to the degree that, that people will soon know and will have to know, human beings have remarkable capabilities of solving problems. And uh, we know for a fact that once this is uh, alerted uh, to the rest of the world about how important it is in terms of it being our enemy, then uh, we're going to have people that's going to be able to help fight us, help us fight it, and they're going to also be able to come up with ways to fight it. But we do have to beat it. We have to defeat black carbon. We have to. You brought up a great point, which I love, and this is why I love doing this podcast. This is why I love talking to you know CEOs and business owners like you. Which is one, you know, we live uh, in a very entrepreneurial world, and I think entrepreneurs, business owners, the people who kind of take that risk to start something are the ones who are going to have a huge impact. You look at some of the biggest, you know, electric vehicle companies out there, solar technology companies out there. Those were all started by someone with, you know, a vision who went out, 
took a risk and day in, day out made it happen. And what that person did and what you mentioned is they saw a problem and came up with a solution. And at the end of the day, it's, it sounds simple, but it's not, it's very hard. So I appreciate, you know, you kind of seeing this problem and then coming up with that business mind, entrepreneurial vision of how to solve it, because not only can we solve this problem, but you're creating jobs, you're creating this new technology that can ultimately be scaled up and applied to a lot of different, you know, vehicles, cars, boats, which I think is really exciting. Everything. So I'm curious, like, what is the actual kind of process? Like, what does that look like when you're retrofitting a boat with this okay. technology? How does that come together? Okay. Well, the, the basic, in fact, the beauty of the last uh, iteration that we did in creating the, uh, the Leaf H2 is that it can be, um, uh, it's a modular system. In other words, every engine that exists, uh, you, have every, you have everything from small engines, from reefer engines, 2.5 liters, to even smaller, to all the way up to four or 500 liter engines. So, but the technology itself is uh, right now, uh, it's the size of a, let's say a large pancake. And um, uh, so it's not very big, but multiple units can be used in different applications. So if, for example, if it is indeed a, a 18 wheeler, you may not need but two of our pancakes, if you will, to produce what that engine needs to reduce its black carbon. Whereas if it's a container ship, you will we'll either have to have a larger pancake or multiple pancakes. In other words, it could be uh, one that's twice as big as our, uh, our major unit is, but instead of just five of them, you may need 20 of them. But uh, in essence, it's scalable in that sense that it can produce the right and the proper amount of hydrogen that each one of those engines need. And, uh, uh, and that's really kind of the beauty of the last iteration is because there, we don't care what size engine or what type of engine it is, it can work on anything. If it burns fuel, the technology exists for it to work on anything. And it's just a matter of adapting it for those different applications. Obviously, if you have something that's, uh, that's on a ship, uh, it's going to be in a larger box than the, the box that's going to be on a, on, a, uh, on, a, on, a, on a reefer engine or a refrigerator truck or a 18-wheeler so, or a bus. You know, so, but, those, but the internal mechanism is the same. So it's because we always take water, we split water into hydrogen and oxygen, and in the process of splitting water into hydrogen and oxygen, we make the hydrogen for the engine, which makes the engine uh, burn better, burn its fuel better. But the beauty of it also is that we also produce oxygen for the planet. So the oxygen goes into the atmosphere and it adds to, and there's never a problem with oxygen being added to our atmosphere. I love it. I love that description, a large pancake. Cause I think we can all kind of envision what that looks like. And honestly, I was expecting, you know, something a lot bigger. So it's cool mm -hmm. to hear that it's not, you know, this hulking machine. It's, it's something oh, yeah. relatively small. Uh, yeah. Where do you kind of, what's your goal for the next five, 10 years for HNO international, both as a business and really the impact that you think this technology could have? Okay. Well, uh, because uh, HNO International now is focusing on climate change, like we hope the rest of the world will. Uh, but uh, in my mind, uh, in the next five years, this technology needs to be adapted to everything that burns fuel. Because it's not only for the newer engines, but it's for the existing engines. Because those are the ones that are creating all the problems right now. So, in essence, if we really truly hope to have any kind of shot against 
climate change. We're going to have to reduce black carbon, and we have to do it now. And so the next five years really should be spent on, on, uh, on uh, adapting our technology to fit everything that burns fuel. Now, over the next 10 years, we're going to implement that into every system that burns fuel. Now, eventually, because we are also in the hydrogen business, we do see a future with hydrogen. But for now, uh, in terms of a future of hydrogen being a clean energy source, but for now, our hydrogen has to be used to adjust all of the existing uh, applications that we have that are destroying our planet. But we anticipate being able to license the technology. We'll, be, we'll make a lot of uh, these uh, engine, I mean, these uh, units ourselves for generators. That's our first target market. Uh, but the market for this is just humongous. And, and, and because it is so humongous, we don't anticipate being able to take the entire market. We have technology that can work on the entire market, but we really do hope people will adopt and adapt the technology so that we can still do what we really want to do, which is to reduce black carbon, eliminate it so we can save our, our planet. That's, that's cool. And what I really like about what you're doing in, a, in an ideal world, you know, we transition away from fossil fuel burning vehicles into electric vehicles and hopefully we'll get there, but that's not going to happen overnight, you know, and until then there's going to be a lot of people using, you know, gasoline fueled cars and we have to come up with a solution there too. And not just cars, but all, all aspects of transportation. Um, so I like that. You're not just saying, oh, we have to make this transition to electric vehicles and saying, no, there's still this huge issue that we're going to be facing for a long time. And it's, it's, I'm interested to kind of watch that transition happen. We're sort of at the beginning, but I've never really thought about, you know, yeah, these cars are still going to be on the road for years to come. And that's a problem. And not, again, not just cars, but really all modes of transportation, you know, boats, buses. Um, well, first off, Don, thank you for coming on the show. For someone who wants to support you guys, how can they get involved? Okay, well, uh, first of all, like I said, our biggest thing is to learn about black carbon. Uh, go to burnfuelbetter.com. Uh, I have a free, um, uh, uh, it was, it's a book on that page, so you can, you, can, you can download my book and you can read the book about, about black carbon. But there's also a free gift about uh, what we are doing to destroy the climate right now. So if uh, people can understand what we are doing and how we need to change, but uh, if you go to burnfuelbetter.com, that will be the very first thing that we recommend people do, because we really want them to understand what the problem is. We want them to know what, who the enemy is so we can all collectively fight against the enemy so we can save the planet. I love it because the number one thing we can all do at zero cost to anything to ourselves is educate yourself about the problems. Right. That's, that's right. the number one thing. So thank you for sharing that information. For those listening, watching, be sure to check that out. Appreciate you taking some time. And also what I love about what you guys are doing is not only did you educate yourself, but you're taking action, coming up with real practical products that are going to have a, a really positive impact. I always like to leave everybody with kind of this final question. What's one just general piece of advice that, you know, the average person can take away from this, whether it's, uh, being an entrepreneur, a business owner, a CEO, or just working in, you know, sustainability or fighting climate change, what's kind of that one action item that we can all give someone to take away from this? Okay, now again, and I hope I'm not being redundant, but I really do honestly believe in my heart how important it is for people to understand who the enemy is. Uh, we do have an enemy. Black carbon is the enemy of the planet. 
People need to understand that. They need to know that. They need to know it in their soul. Because unless and until they do, we cannot collectively come up with solutions for it. So uh, I know I might be beating a dead horse, but that, in my mind, is the most important takeaway that anyone can give. They need to understand what black carbon is. They need to understand it like, 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 like we've seen movies where the aliens attacked Earth and all the human beings got together and beat the aliens. That's the way we need to look at this. And if we look at it that way, we're going to be able to save our planet. So my whole objective is we have to do something to save the planet. And however you do it, once you understand who the enemy is, then we can all collectively come up with solutions to, to, to make that end. There it is right there. Black carbon people, make sure you, you know, educate yourself and keep an eye on the real problem. And Don, thank you so much for being here. I know we're really just scratching the surface. So we're going to have to get you back on the podcast and dive a little bit deeper, but appreciate your time and just sharing some helpful information. We're looking forward to having you guys be a part of the Green Summit. And for everyone who's listening, tuning in, watching, if you're interested in learning more, visit hnointernational.com. I'll link that in all the podcast descriptions. Um, again, if you've listened to the show, you've watched the show, we're all about supporting companies, people, organizations that have these big visions on how we can solve this huge issue, which is climate change. So thank you for tuning in. Appreciate your support. Every share, every like, every comment, every email, every time you reach out to one of our guests, it means a lot to us. So appreciate your support. Appreciate what you're doing. As Don said, keep educating yourself on the real issues and then go out and make action items and try to solve those problems. So thank you. We'll see you on the next episode of The Green Podcast. Thank you, Don. 